Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to check out The Burnham Project on Substack. You can get Burnham Podcasts. You can read my blogs and all sorts of cool stuff. It can even be sent right into your inbox. You can also watch us on Rumble and YouTube. We like Rumble better, but you can also watch us on YouTube. You can also find Burnham Podcast anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, click the little bells, the Rumble button, whatever the service has to offer. Click it, do that, follow us, tell people about us. Thank you very much. Burnham Podcast has a new advertising partner. Introducing DoggyBagTreats.com, tailwagging delights for your furry friends. They've got all types of collars and leashes. They've got all natural treats. Things like minnows, chicken hearts, freeze-dried beef lung. That may not sound good to you, but your dog's gonna love it. They've got all natural baked goods, things for fresh bread. They've got peanut butter, banana oat, pumpkin, cheddar bacon, and other assorted treats. They've got pet care items like paw fume, oat soap, and paw balm. You can also make wholesale orders. Burnham Podcast listeners can get a discount by entering the code BURNHAM01 at checkout. Now, back to the show. So on this podcast, we try to have guests from all walks of life. Um, Pastors and artists and singers and preachers and all types of people. Uh, This episode, got somebody from a little bit different path. He's a new believer. You may have heard of him if you've ever listened to the Cigar Store Idiots podcast. His name is Rob West. That's who we're talking to on this episode. Welcome to Burnham Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Burnham. Yeah, dude, I, yes. Maybe I'll make it happen for you. We're just planning out the future of the podcasting community here in a cold, this is called a cold opening, is that what we Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Tango chimes in sometimes, mm-hmm. so if he starts talking in the middle, he's usually pretty well-timed. Yeah. So, you know, if he just starts talking, like, don't let it, you know. I hey, you we're here. We multiple folks so. on your show anyway. This is Rob West, host of the Cigar Store Idiots podcast. How we doing? I'm doing okay. How are, how are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. I'm yes. all right. It's a big deal. Listen, you're like a local legend now with your podcast uh, and everybody knows you. And so I don't know if we'll go that far. How long are you with podcasting? So September the 18th or 19th, I believe, will be our third year this okay. year. So, yeah. So we, we're going right into year three right now. That's so, fun stuff, man. It is. We I, And I'll tell you, I was a little overzealous with it when I first started it. And I was like, I'm going to do two episodes a week, and mm-hmm. we're going to put out this content. And we did for two years. We put it, like, two episodes a week. We put it out. That's a grind. And then when uh, 2023 hit, I said, man, we've got to slow down this thing a little yeah. bit. So, dude, we do one a week now. Yeah. Um, and then we try to get it out on Patreon early so people can listen to it early. And then right. usually a day or two next week, we, we release it to the world. So I got you. Yeah. So how did you – I got to know how you came up with the name. Um, funny story on that. So I literally was sitting on the couch. I had already bought all the equipment and I was, you know, two, three hours go by. I'm punching in names. Like, it's taken. What about this? It's taken. (laughs) So every single thing that I put in, it was already taken. And I was so frustrated. And so I don't know why, but I was like, uh, Cigar Store Indian, you know, came to mind. Okay. And... Of course, that's taken as a band, Cigar Store Idiots. Right. Uh, and then, so I was like, Cigar Store Idiots. I was like, punch that in. Nobody's got that. Of course not, right? Because <laughs> nobody wants it. Yeah. So Tyler, you know Tyler. Yeah. He, um, 
he comes upstairs and I said, I said, hey, what about what about cigars for idiots? What do you think about that? And he said, well, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and I said, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. So anyways, he goes back, he gets some of the drink, goes back downstairs, and then so I start, you know, going back over stuff, writing stuff down, trying to figure out stuff. He comes back upstairs like maybe five, six minutes later, and he's like, hey, that's actually pretty good. That's a pretty good name. And I said, I said, you know what? It is pretty good. Yeah. I think I like it. And so I got in touch with Jason Bale, and I said, hey, our logo for our podcast, mm-hmm. this is what I want. Can you can you do this for me? And our logo is a, an Indian, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, a skull wearing an Indian headdress with a pair of aviators. Pretty cool logo. And so I said, if you can make something like that, I said, I would, you know, see what you can come up with. Right. Man, he was he nailed it. It was perfect. First first thing he sent to me, I said, that's it. That's exactly yeah. what I wanted. So and we just was just stuck with us and we've we've been running with it, like I said. You got merch all kinds of stuff. Yeah, right? we sell hats and t shirts and hoodies yeah. and I've got uh, big water, um, like thirty two ounce water mm-hmm. uh, canisters that a guy's laser engraved for us. Oh wow. Uh, so we actually need to pick those up this this weekend. I think I'll be able to pick those up. So so we've got all kinds of stuff going yeah, on. So. I saw PJ Broom last night yeah. was wearing one of your hoodies down at Scream. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him at Rob tomorrow night. Yeah, so that uh, so that thankful we've had you know we've had some good friends and, and some listeners and yeah. they bought some of that stuff so it's not just sitting there. Paul in your garage. Yeah. Yeah. I may have a few hoodies like yeah, yeah, but that's part of it. Yeah, so, yeah. part of part of growing, getting your name out. I gotta do stuff like that, Tango. Can you? Uh, maybe that's the Preston thing. Trying to get Preston involved with the marketing end. Probably. Well, I don't know. Him. You know anybody that prints t-shirts? <laughs> I got a couple of guys. We get all our stuff done at high voltage. Did you? you know? Yeah. If you yeah. Know. His dad yeah. makes t-shirts. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough then. Yeah. That's why I asked him yeah. that way. But. So you're here with us tonight on yep. the Burnham Podcast. Yep. A little different. You ever been a guest on podcast before? Yes, yes, okay. I have. I have. I've been on two other podcasts. Well, I was on uh, Theology in the Dirt yeah, with Mitch, with Mitch yeah. and then uh, I I think I we kind of collaborated with Mysterious Brews when we had Jim mm-hmm. Colts in talking about uh, cracking the Zodiac Killer uh, oh. code. So they actually, uh, I think they, they identified the Zodiac Killer after all these years. And so Thanks we did, to y'all? Like so, no, no, it wasn't, no, no, it wasn't anything we did. We, right. just, had her, we just had her own and had, yeah. uh, had, had talked to her about how that all came. So, I got you. Which is, is pretty interesting. So so we did a collab on that one with, with Mysterious. Okay. Well, I was trying to think earlier today. I was like, have I ever had another podcaster on my podcast? I, I had Chris Pyle on. He's been on half a dozen times or more now. But I've never had another. You're number two. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Most of the time, you know, the first 30 minutes of the episode is the, is the guest warming up to the microphone mm-hmm. and getting comfortable on the camera, you know, and all this stuff. Yeah. But I told Hayden, you'd come in here and knock it out. Yeah, well, most people, they, uh, I think... Actually, had somebody on last week. We had talked to a gentleman. We were doing a men's health, talking about men's health, yeah. days. and uh, I, I told him kind of like I tell everybody: is you know, when you get into it, the first five minutes, you, you won't even realize that there's a, you're, we're just going to be chopping it up. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, and I apparently my wife said I like to hear myself talk, so it doesn't really it doesn't bother me. I've been accused <laughs> of the same thing. Yeah, I got you. I got you. But you, so you, you've. Had a recent change. Yep. Sort of recent. How recent are we talking about? I would say Easter. Yeah. Easter is early. Yeah, as Easter. that's what you yeah. mentioned. Yeah. So um, if you if you knew me like in the past, like if you knew me from before, I had uh, I was not raised in church. Yeah. I couldn't tell you 
from one thing to another about anything. It just right. was like I, I was not made to go to church. My parents are still married. Uh, they they uh, were great parents to me, and they both went to church when they were kids. And my dad came from a family. He was one of nine, and my grandmother and grandfather made sure they were in church every Sunday. Right. And he swore that when he got older and had kids, that he wouldn't force them to go to church. Uh, it so didn't matter. Give one or two. It, did, it didn't matter where they were or what they were doing. They were always in church, yeah. wherever they were. All nine of them loaded up going to church. So my grandmother, I have no doubt she's in heaven because she had to put up with all of them for so long <laughs> right. uh, to get them ready to go to church. Saints. So she, yeah, she's for sure saying yeah. so. But um, I never, I never was made to go to church. I, I had been in different relationships with with the girls that I dated over the years, and they they went to church. And I've been, I've been to church. I've been to church several times. And, and, and at one time, at one point, and I, I won't say the church's name, but there was a church that was pretty predominant in our area back when I was in middle school. Are you from here? Yes. Okay. And so everybody went to this church. This was the church that everybody went to. I'm going to follow and I'm going to see. I'm going to say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where I went to school. I got you. So, uh, and I remember, like, we'd go there after football games. It'd be like the fifth quarter. Yeah. Or they yeah. Or I never did the lock-in thing. Maybe once. I'm not sure. But anyway. So everybody just went. Everybody went to church, you know. They, right. Which, you know, which I commend them for getting, trying to get the young kids involved. Um. But I remember a guy that was uh, preaching to us. He's one of the youth pastors, and uh, he I had on like a like Michael Jordan was huge then, so yeah. I had on a Michael Jordan T-shirt. And he made a comment that if you if you're get, if you're not giving all glory to God, you might as well be worshiping the devil. And he's like, so if, if you're watching Michael Jordan play basketball and you're rooting for Michael Jordan, you might as well be worshiping the devil. Come on. And this dude said this. Come on. And so I said, well, I definitely ain't going to stop watching basketball. <laughs> so I got my piece of pizza and I went home. Yeah. And that was the last time I went back. Oh, you know? man. And then I had, you know, that situation happened. And then I, man, I, I dated another person that went to a church. And I always felt like they were just badgering the congregation for money. Like, yeah. I always badger it. And I understand, like, tithing and things like that. Um, but just completely just badgering this, this, this whole church of people um, for two weeks. Like, badgering them. Like, like browbeating them. Uh-huh. And so, the third week, we go back to church, and they wanted to talk about how the Lord blessed them and how his wife didn't have to go to the laundromat anymore. Because now they got to bring you washer and dryer. Right. And I was like, you're a bunch of suckers. <laughs> I gave this man money to get a new washer and dryer. And everybody's like, yeah, praise the Lord. I'm like, no, oh, y'all not, y'all not, y'all not going to pull it over on you. But uh, it's just things like that. And, I, and I'm real, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to put myself in a good light here. Because I would find a reason when I would go to church to find something to pick it apart. Yeah. I would find a reason yeah. why I didn't need to be at that church. And so, and it, and it's no knock on, on anybody in the way they, that they get fed. Right? If, if you've got a place you're getting fed, that's where you're supposed to be. Yeah. It's just the yeah. way it is. I couldn't get fed anywhere I went. And it was probably my mindset, and it was the way that, I was looking at things. Yeah. Uh, I could tell you, probably there's several churches, I could tell you how many lights is in the ceiling, and how many fans is in the ceiling, yeah. how many chairs is up there in the, um, in the choir, things like that. But um, I had, 
just wasn't a very, I was in a very, a very weird place in my life. Yeah. Well, let me help you out with this. He don't beat you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, up to the point where I became a pastor and we planted this church, mm -hmm. I did the same thing. And I had been raised in church, mm -hmm. right? And I, especially once I was doing ministry, once I was preaching and doing missions and all this stuff, I would sit in church and I would go, well, that ain't how I would do it. Mm. You know, right? I don't think the Bible says you ought to do this or that. Or, you know, you got these lights and this fog machine and the Holy Spirit ain't, you know, this, whatever. But I nitpick it too. Yeah. So we're kind of coming at that from opposite ends. And then I get to stand in front of the church now and I wonder who's thinking the same thing about sure. what I mean. Well, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would lead, yeah. that would lead you to believe. But even a believer is capable yeah. of sitting in church and nitpicking is what I'm doing. Well, that makes you feel a little better. Yeah. Um, so. To me, the one thing that I just never could really attach myself to was the production side of it. Man. Like, it's a big show. Yeah. Like, like it's, um, I don't know, the pyrotechnics and the, and the like, the concert and the, and the, the play on the lights. Right. I'm, like, am I, I'm like, am I watching Wicked? I'm at the Fox. Right. What's going on? I mean, this, you know, that's, you know, and, and you know, again, that's just... That was just me being negative towards all of it. Like, I I was one of these people who always felt like I could handle my own problems. Mm -hmm. Like, if I had any hardships or I had any... I had bouts with depression just like any other guy does. I have hard times with, with things that I don't understand just like any other guy does. But I would always be kind of steadfast and be like, I, well, I'm a man, I'm going to handle it. I'm, I don't need... Uh, you know, I, I remember saying... You know, I understand people need church, and that's fine. But yeah. I don't need church. Right? I can I can make this happen. Yeah. Man, I did not have a clue how I did not have it. No. I didn't have a clue. Um, I mean, I reached a point in my life to where I had a successful business. We were doing really well. Uh, I I was making plenty of money. I was able to do anything and everything I wanted to do. Never been financially in that situation in my entire life. But all these things were happening. And I was probably in the darkest, lowest head space. Like mm -hmm. my, my mindset was not healthy. And even though I had all those things, I, I, I really, truly didn't have anything. And I call it chasing filler. I was just chasing things to fill up an empty spot. There's a big empty part of me, uh, and I, I really did not realize that when I, the things that I thought that I had, they're saying none of that stuff's important, man. Yeah. None of that's important. Yeah. And I'll kind of tell you, so, Brittany, my wife, mm -hmm. we we had started dating, and she is polar opposite of me. Like, as far as, like, she's raised in church. She's been in church her whole life. Yeah. She's, like, done mission trips. She's been on the praise team. She's, I mean, she's done it all. And I told her, I said, you know, I thought I had everything and didn't need anything. And then I met her, and I was like, you are here to help me fill my spiritual void. Like this black hole that I've been filling my life with all these years and all yeah. this garbage. All this stuff. It's, yeah. it's, it's, that, that hole is meant for God to fill it. And I didn't know that, dude. I never knew that. That's awesome. But so, kind of, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. But so, we, we've been together this year. We'll be, we'll be together five years this year. And so we would go to church. We would go to different churches, um, maybe one big one. And uh, man, I just couldn't go in there. I just, I just didn't feel it. I didn't yeah. feel anything. We go to Mitch's church, and I was like, I can go to church here. 
Yeah. Because Mitch teaches, like he teaches me like a like a teacher would teach. Me. Right. You know, and I, I'm I'm like I'm learning something, I'm retaining something here. But we went to Mitch's church a few times, um, and then we just got to where we didn't go anywhere. We made excuses not to go to church. Yeah. We're busy here. Well, we had such a crazy week. Sat, you know, Saturday we had to run the cheer competition, or we had to go to dance competition, or uh, let's just Sunday, let's just let's rest. You know, they rest. Yeah. They yeah. said. So um, I started like getting in a bad headspace again. Like, and I and and if I have idle time, that is uh, my worst man. enemy. Yeah. Like I can create scenarios that uh, that will bog me down. Like I and and social media is one of the biggest things that causes that for me to happen. So we, I get. I start letting the weight of the world drag me down with it. And I get in a rabbit hole and I just start researching and start yeah. looking and finding different things. Like this whole sex trafficking thing, uh, yeah. this, these missing kids, things like that. I mean, I I can't let it go. Like I carry that with me. It, 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 like, it burdens me. And so it was giving me the part to where I was just kind of like, I mean, I was fighting with myself every day. Like I even got to the point where I didn't want to get up. I was like, I'm just, I've just, I made myself depressed dealing with this stuff. And I don't need any other way to shake it off. I'm trying to shake it off. And so she had a friend that her and her husband goes to senior refuge in Calhoun. Yeah. And they invited us to go to church. And she's like, we should just go. Let's just go. I was like, all right, that's fine. If you want to go, I'll go. I'll go with you. Whatever you want to do. And so we get there. And when we get there to this church, uh, I'm going to tell you, it's not... It's unlike anything that I've ever been a part of as far as the church goes. So when we walk in, they're having, the day is called Cardboard Confessional. I don't know if you know what that is. I have no idea. Okay. I can't wait. <laughs> so we walk in, and then this church is not like some big, elaborate, huge building. It used to be the old people who in Calhoun. That's okay. what it was. Yeah. And they've converted it in and done an excellent job of making a sanctuary, classrooms. Uh, there's a big kitchen in there. They and we'll get, I'll get to some of that too. Um, but we walk in, and from the front of the congregation, there's a person standing, and there's a line of people, like all the way to the front, all the way up the side, almost to, to the back door. And they got a piece of cardboard in their hand. So they're walking. Uh, I'm like, what is going on? This is as soon as you walk as in. As soon as I walk in, I'm seeing okay. this. And so Lauren's like, y'all, it's cardboard confessional. She's like, don't be freaked out. She give your heads up? No, like, <laughs> she's like, don't be freaked out. I don't think she knew we were coming that day. Okay. All right, and there's a reason why we came. So what what would happen was these people would go walk up on stage, and on the front of that cardboard, whatever they were afflicted with, like I, I'm addicted, I've been addicted to methamphetamine. So they go on stage and flip it over and say, now I'm a, now I'm a born again, saved believer in Jesus Christ. Yeah, and I've been meth free for five years, and this is the first person. And I'm like, I got chills. That's heavy hitting right off the bat. And I'm telling you, it, and it wasn't all it wasn't all codependency. It was people struggling with grief, depression, yeah. um, uh, so much stuff. Uh, and they just were up there ripping their guts out and throwing it, throwing it in the floor in front of everybody. Yeah. And I and it just it got. I mean, I, that's the first time I'd ever been in a church where it, it got my attention. And then when we're all done, we had the procedure or whatever. <clears throat> I don't know anybody in there but Lauren and her husband and my wife. And so I'm like, we're going we to come back next week. Yeah. And Brittany's like, what? 
And I said, yeah, we can come back next week. I see what's going to happen next. I said, that's, that is the realest experience I've ever had in church in my life. And I yeah. said, and the thing is, and you, and the people there are great. But you have so many different walks of life in that church. Mm-hmm. People don't care what you wear when you come in there. People don't, there's not people dressed up in like, you know, thousand dollar suits. Yeah. They got great music. The, the the music is great. They have a great uh, worship team, uh, which they, I mean, they get after it. So it's, it's I like it. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was just something so different, so raw. It was raw. Like, yeah. like people, real people were real fans. And nobody was trying to hide. Nobody right. was trying to hide behind their suit. Yeah. Nobody was trying yeah. to hide behind whatever they drove up. You know, no, I mean, dude, it didn't matter what kind of job you had. It didn't yeah. matter what you had on. These people were there to get fit, to get fed. Yeah. Like they were there to get fed, and then for the first time in my life, I I I got fed. Like, and I didn't know how to handle the process process of dealing with it. So I was like, we gotta come back. Yeah. So we start going pretty regular. Like we start going, and I think I wish I could tell you what day it was that we started going. I I I, I, I do get to remember who I am most of the time. Right. Yeah. So I started going through some things again. Like I. You know, you know, you know Tyler. Tyler's my son. He's, he's twenty, be twenty two this year. So Tyler's married. Tyler's married. Really? And uh, they they told us that uh, this was before Easter. This is the week uh, Easter week. They came over and told us that they were going to have a baby. And so, man, super excited. Yeah. Be a grandparent. Yeah. It's cool. Didn't think that was ever going to happen. Right. Yeah. Because he told me I'm never having kids. So, so they're they're, they're telling us they're having a baby, and so we're all excited. And so, I remember uh, that was on a Thursday. No, I'm sorry, it was on a Friday. And then Saturday, we went to a cookout. One of British friends had a cookout, so we went over there. And on the way to the cookout, Tyler had called me. He said, "Dad, I don't want you to be upset." He said, "But we're at the hospital, and we think that we may be having a miscarriage." And man, it just like, I, I was like, man, come on, don't do this. Like, please don't take this baby away from me. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, I know they've got expectations and, and, and they're fixing it. Like, they're trying to, they're brand new with our life, you know, as a husband and wife. Yeah. Please don't do this, you know, to them because they need it. I right. think they need it. And I'm emotional. Like, I'm like, I don't even remember what we ate. I don't remember the conversation that we had. I told Brittany, like, I'll pull her off to the side and talk to him to her. She's like, well, we need to leave. And I said, no, it's okay. I just, I'm going to, there again, I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to deal with it. Yeah. So I go over there and I like, uh, like I said, I probably just recluse and probably come off like a jerk. Didn't talk to anybody, just trying to deal with it. Right. And then uh, next day is Easter Sunday. We go to church. So we had a couple other things that's going on that kind of, like we're battling with too, with other things, you know. And uh, so I'm just feeling heavy, like heavy. Here's where it gets crazy. And I say crazy because when, when, if you know me, if you know me, you think what I'm about to say right now is completely nuts. You're like, is this guy on medication? Is he going through a crisis? Is he, what is happening to him? Um, and so we're going to church, and I'm just mad. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm yeah. kind of upset. I'm not going to lie. So we get into church, and we're standing there, and like we have our seat that we always sit in. And I sit on the end because I'm like, I'm I'm a weirdo. I protect my family, so I'm on the end. If anybody comes in, they got right, yeah, I'm right. So um, 
So I'm sitting there, whenever we stand up, we sing the first song, and then they, they have like a little video of, uh, it's almost kind of like the Passion, mm-hmm. like when Jesus is getting beat, and uh, you know, and, he's, and Mary's there. Man, it's just emotional, like yeah. big time, like emotions running high. And I'm standing there, and, and I'm gonna tell you, it felt like somebody was trying to drag me out of my chair and drag me out of the church, and it was telling me to leave. Yeah. You need to leave. You need to leave. And I'm like, am I having a heart attack? Am I having a panic attack? What is happening to me? I really was, like, I thought something, I thought wow. I was going to have a heart attack. And I was just squeezing the chair in front of me as hard as I could squeeze it, like just standing there. And I'm like, am I, do I leave? Am I going to leave? What am I going to do? And then as clear as day, as clear as I'm sitting here talking to you right now, I heard a voice tell me to settle and be still. Mm. As clear as day in my ear, I heard that. Yeah. And I said, okay. All right. And then as soon as I said that, that feeling left my left me immediately. Mm. It was gone like in seconds. Like, yeah. just, like, just like that, it's gone. And uh, I just started crying. I just broke down. Well, what else can you do? And Brittany's looking at me, and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know yet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, do you need to leave? I said, no, I definitely don't, right. don't need to leave. I, I made a commitment just a second ago. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm just tore up, like just devastated. Like it's just, so I'm sitting there like, you know, and they think that, I guess because the video is so like emotional, and like emotions are running high that I'm just like moved by it, which right. I was, but that wasn't what I was saying. Yeah, that was yeah. what, so I, um, church is over and I'm like, I'm ready to get out. I'm like, we gotta get out of here. We gotta get yeah. out of here. I'm hearing voices. Like, I'm going crazy. <laughs> so we go outside, we get in the car and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And she's like, do you need me to drive? And I was like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I got it together. And all the time I'm praying, you know, like I'm kind of, Arguing with God, mad a little bit, yeah. and like you know, kind of still trying to you know talk to him about Tyler's situation. And we start coming back home from Calhoun, and we probably hadn't been five minutes down the road, and my phone rings and it's Tyler. Mm-hmm. So I answered it, and he's like, "Hey, I just want you to know that uh, everything's okay. That she had a cyst that busted, and the baby's fine." <sighs> Dude, I just hold on a roller coaster with me for just crying again. Like yeah, I'm like, yeah. she's like, are you? She's yeah. like, I was like, I was like, the baby's okay. I'm just emotional. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, let me just let's just get home. So I got home and I just went upstairs. And uh, the girls were like looking at each other, like, what is going on? So she comes upstairs and I was like, I have to tell you what happened to me just now. I was like, and I don't know how to explain it. And I said, but I was like, this is as real as it gets. Like I, yeah. I can't tell you anything else. Uh, any more real than what just happened to me. And so I told her, and then she, of course she gets emotional. And, um, so I called Mitch, and I'm like, hey, I need to talk to you. I was like, if, if you can give me just a minute, i got to tell you what happened. Right. And uh, so I met him at Lumina, and like, I talked to him, and like, I started talking to him, and he got emotional. Uh, and he's like, do you know how long I've been praying for you to like, yeah, yeah, for this, yeah. This, this to happen to you? And he, and he kind of explained to me the, the process and, and the things. Because, again, I'm, I'm so new to greatest grass and all this. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just like, you know, like, I look like one of those things at the, um, the car lot, at the wind's blowing. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, all, I'm all over the place. Yeah. And so we talked. Uh, and then, uh, actually, 
reached out to the pastor of the church that we've been going to, and I talked to him. Had you ever met him before that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. super nice guy. Yeah. Tim Langston's his name. He's great. Uh, Ricky Harold, he's uh, he's over the, um, the music, the worship team. Mm -hmm. But he did, he also does he's ministers as well. Yeah. And so he and I had a long conversation. We talked, and so all these things happened, and I'm I'm. I'm like, I feel like I should be doing more, not doing enough, this, that, and there. I know you just ask God what he wants you to do, and God's going to tell you what he wants you to do. Yeah. So we had this other thing that happened. Uh, so all this has happened, uh, and things are moving in a different direction in my life. I feel that I'm so judgmental, man. I like, I, I'm really judging when I look at people. Like, yeah. I really am. That church, in my experience, has gave me a different set of eyes to look through now. I'm not. I'm more compassionate towards people that I never would have in a million years even bothered to try to talk to right like that. And, uh, and shame on me for uh, being that way. But uh, but things that things have been things are a lot different. We had uh, some guys they uh, were praying for. Uh, they were going to. I don't know if you ever heard of Trace Diaz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So these guys were going to Trace Diaz. Okay. And I was like, well, everybody's up there praying for him because it's your three days on the mountain. Right. And so I'm like, what's Trace Diaz? And my pastor's like, I can't tell you what it is, but if you want to go, maybe Ooh. you can go. <laughs> and I said, well, I want to go. Yeah. Like, and everybody's like, yeah. just looking at me like, because most people don't want to go. Like, they don't feel like, you know. And so I was like, let me see what my schedule is because I would love to, I want to go. And like, I'm ready to get all this out of me. I'm ready to purge all, whatever's in me, I had to do that. So um, I went home and actually had my daughter that weekend. And then I had, a, I would have had to leave on Thursday, be gone Friday, Saturday, and then come back on Sunday. So is that right? Yeah, I think so. So yeah, we. So I had a surgery scheduled for that Thursday, okay? So I, I, I had that eliminated because I can't miss those. Right. It's my job. So I called, uh, or I messaged him and said, hey, I've got a surgery scheduled for Thursday. Um, I, there's no way I can not cover it. i got to be there. So maybe I'll get on the next one. You know? He's like, okay. So it's a dead issue. Yeah. So I find out my daughter's not coming home until Saturday late. They come back in court. I'm like, well, that would have been one thing eliminated. Right. And so, Wednesday, doctor, my doctor missed, excuse me, I tried to inhale two tacos before I got here. And it's getting <laughs> so, my doctor uh, calls me or messages me. He's like, hey, buddy, I'm sorry. He said, that case is actually next Thursday. It's not this Thursday. You're free to go then. And then it wasn't two minutes later, Brittany calls and she goes, I'm on the phone with Tim right now. Yes or no, can you go to Trace Diaz this weekend? And, uh, I, and he, she, I said, well, doctor, you know, so-and-so just canceled his case. Zoe's not going to be home till Saturday. Right. So, yeah, I can go. And she's like, all right. She's like, uh, pack your bag. You know, and then they sent me this thing over what I needed to pack. I mean, this was like, boom, 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 boom. So was ready. I left. I can't tell you what happened up there <clears throat> because if I if I talk about the things that happened up there, then it steals your gifts. Yeah. If yeah. You, when you go, there's so many things there that God has for you. You have no idea. You have no idea. I said at the table, the table of Luke is our table. All right. And it was six other guys, <clears throat> and we were from all different walks of life, and we ran a very parallel 
like little do you know how much you have in common with people that you've never met. Right. And so the things that happened up there, and, and the best way that I can describe it, and again, this sounds crazy, um, I feel like I died and I mourned my death for three days. And the day I came home, I was trying to learn how to walk with the Lord. That I'd never done that before. Yeah. And so I, again, like a baby giraffe, yeah, you know, just yeah. kind of falling all over the place trying to figure it out. Um, that that was the most eye-opening experience that I ever had in my entire life. Yeah. Like there's there's things that goes on there, <clears throat> and there's things that that you, me myself personally, in my entire life, I've taken for granted. Like I've taken so much for granted in my life. Um, just to give you a little insight, uh, you you go there, and there's probably 150 other men there to serve you. You do not do anything wow. but let them serve you. Whatever you need, whatever you have. Uh, and it's like the hands and feet of Jesus. And it's the most amazing thing. I We had a gentleman there. Uh, his name was Chester. Uh, he was born blind. He uh, had had been in and out of foster care. When his parents didn't take care of when he was a baby. They just gave him away. Right. So he'd been out, in and out of foster care his entire life. Can't see. Just the sweetest, most gentle soul. Like I, 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 I say that he's probably the closest thing that you will see to an angel on heaven before you get to heaven. Yeah. Like this man couldn't move, talk, or do anything. I mean, he had me in tears. You know, I mean, he, get, he just chokes me up thinking about him talking about him now. But he had been through so much. This guy never not had a smile on his face. He never was yeah. not joyful. Yeah. Never was not happy. And I'm like, who am I to ever complain about anything that's happened? I mean, and things have happened in my life that are bad. Sure. Yeah. Things happened in my life when I was younger that, that, changed, that altered a lot of my future, my path, what I thought was my path. Right. <clears throat> and then this guy's there, like, just, like, just radiating love, like radiating what you, what you would, what you would see as a, a heavenly being. Mm-hmm. Never seen that before, right? Like, like that way. I mean, when I was younger and I would see pretty girls, I was like, God, that's oh, yeah, an angel. angel, right? I, mean, right. I had it all wrong. Yeah, yeah that's not this guy was. He was a he was a beautiful child of God. Like, yeah. just like just. I mean, I can't explain it. That's awesome. And everybody there just loved this guy. They, yeah. We all knew. Yeah. And the, and the cool thing was is he uh, the last day we were there, he when you, he he wanted to sit at our table, so he sat between me and another gentleman. And when we're when you write, he wants to hold under your arm, like to, to like that's he's so he can follow he's, you he's feeling, yeah. Yeah, he's feeling that he's writing or whatever. But the last day we were there, let me tell you, it's draining, it's tiring. Like, oh, you're, 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 you're white, you're yeah. emotionally white uh, at the end of this thing. But I remember he said them. He said in between us, and he held under this arm, and he held under the other guy's arm, and, and he just like he laid his head over on uh, on on my friend's shoulder, and just went to sleep. Like he just wanted to, like he was just peaceful, like a little yeah. kid. And then, oh, dude, I'm, awesome. dude, I'm just telling you, like uh, those those are the things that that happened. Uh, that's just one of many things that happened when we went there. So when I came home, that was morning about the fourth day. Yeah, and he said. You think every, you know all these these things have happened? These, these great things of you know these revelations have happened. You've seen things differently. You feel differently. Uh, you've had the Holy Ghost wash over you. You you know all these things. 
He said, when you get home, the devil's going to be waiting on you. Oh, it's going to jump on your back. No, it's like, like yeah. Hogwash. That's not. Oh, yeah. I'm the same as I got home, yeah. man. It's like, uh, I'm like, I'm not even mad. I was already warned how yeah, you're this right. is going to yeah, happen. Yeah. So, and I know, like, forever you've always, I've, I've heard that God orders your footsteps. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whatever. You make you make your life whatever you want to make it. It's, it's on you. It's always yeah, on you. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you, just kind of, kind of a backstory of me, my Brittany and myself. So I was born with dislocated hips. Mm. I've had a gazillion surgeries. Like at one point, I was playing football, baseball as a kid. I, I, I was gonna grow up and be a baseball player. That's, that's all I wanted to do. I was a baseball. And then I had a bad surgery, and it ruined my right hip uh. and destroyed my right hip. So I walked on the cane for like 22 years. Wow. And so you just walked up 20 steps to get in here. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, but I had, um, I was mad at God for so long with that too. I was like, why would you do that? You know, why would yeah. you take away the only thing that I love? Real bitter. I mean, we have fights. Yeah. Like, man, I'm just yelling and upset and, and, and really disappointed in, in, the, in the way my, my cards were dealt. So I had a hip replacement. And, and I didn't even think I could have surgery. Like, I just told me that, that I had to wait until I was like 55 or 60 years old to have anything because I was too young. So I had a first hip replacement. And when I had my hip replacement, I went to a match rehab. Well, my physical therapist assistant, the aide, was Brittany. Brittany was married, and I was married, and we just stayed friends. Like, yeah. We were just, we just been friends. So, I mean, she helped put me back together. So I just her. Right, literally. Yeah, yeah. Just, she couldn't help me for anything between my ears. But, uh, yeah. but uh, so. which not much people can help with that. <laughs> But uh, we met each other there, you know, that's, that's where we met. And, uh, and then I had, uh, like, my other hip replaced, and then she helped me with that one, too. And then uh, life goes on, we roll down the road, you know, years later, and I run into her, and we go to lunch. Uh, and then, I mean, we've been together five years since then, so little did I know all that anger and bitterness and turmoil that God had put me in with my bad hips. I didn't know he was going to put me with... Uh, the person I was going to spend the rest of my life yeah. laying down the road. Yeah. And that's my ordered footsteps. That's it, man. I, I don't know what he has in store for me now, but uh, but I'm eager to see what happens next. Well, we, don't, we don't ever know, right? We go through hard things, or maybe not even hard things, but not what we thought it would be. Mm -hmm. And it always ends up, his plan is better than ours. Right. He knows way better than we do. Right. He can right. only do good, and he can only do right, and we can only get in our, you know, trip over our own feet, mm -hmm. you know, what, but it's it, as hard and bad as things can be, whatever he's got planned is better than that. Now, it's not always favorable for us. One of my favorite books is called, uh, God has a wonderful plan for your life. It's by a guy named Ray Comfort. And on the cover, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, uh, on the cover is a picture of Stephen in the book of Acts getting stoned to death in the streets. You know, so like, yeah. that's God's wonderful plan for his life. Right? Yeah. Well, we're talking about Stephen 2,000 years later. Right. So God's wonderful plan is for his kingdom right, overall. And that's not to say he doesn't love us and doesn't give us good things like the wife that we didn't expect, you know, I did not deserve it. Right. I'll say that. There I did you not go. deserve that. That's for sure. But it's... Maybe, it's, it's maybe she didn't deserve it. And that made in a bad way. She's like, I didn't deserve this. <laughs> what well, I didn't deserve this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bless her heart. <laughs> Sweet lady. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, it's God's plan, man. Yeah. And, and, I, and I look at it uh, now, too, and, and the, things that, the things that I have before me, 
I mean, I still have struggles. Like, I'm still, like, I have a potty mouth, like, still, I'm trying, I'm working on that. Uh, if you do listen to my podcast, it's, uh, it's, it's a little sometimes. It's salty. It's all right. But, uh, but those are things that I'm working on. And I'm, and I'm working on, too, trying to learn how to not be so self-destructive mm. with my, uh, with my, I'm learning to, what, what is the thing, learning how to respond before I react. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm a reactor. Right. Like a nuclear yeah. reactor. <laughs> so, I'm learning to, to take it in. Yeah. And process it in a different way, and that's been tough for me. Because that's hard. That's hard for us to do as men because we want to just yeah fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and also I'll say this too. Like I, I told somebody, they asked me about going up uh, on the mountain on tra- to Trace Diaz, and I said I feel like I got spiritually curb stoned. And Jesus <laughs> told me to bite the curb, and he. He handled me right there. This dude. is the best part about talking to new believers. Yeah. Because you say things like that. Yeah. Like, right. Somebody's been in church for 30 years wouldn't have said that. Yeah. But it's it's I mean, a refreshing honesty. That was the way that it, I mean, that was the yeah. way of, of the things that yeah. he was dealing with me and I was dealing with. It. Man, I've carried so much negative stuff in my life and I've let it like I've let it consume me to the point to where I've let it ruin relationships. Yeah. I've let it ruin uh places that I've worked because man when I when I would get sent in my way and felt a way about something, I was it was just a rat. There yeah. ain't no other way to feel about it, you know, you're not gonna change my mind. That was me being reactive. Right. So now I'm I'm trying to learn how to be more patient and be able to respond to things. Uh it's it's hard man. It's hard. Being it is this, this whole new thing is tough for me. So Yeah. Well it is because it's the end of who we used to be. You said you felt like you died up there and mourned yourself for yeah. three days. And that's what we're supposed to Our old self dies. Mm-hmm. And we're not that person anymore. Do we still deal with our potty mouth or our impatience or our anger issues? Ooh, we do. Daily basis. Yeah, because we're stuck in this meat <laughs> When I'm trying to get a parking place out of here. Right, on am That's the worst. That's one thing I don't miss. Oh, so. man, every day. Every yeah. day. But it's, it's a new person. You know, we're, we're a new creation in Christ. Um, and I like to draw a line and say that's a spiritual distinction. Our spirit, you know, we're renewed and all those things. And not that we can just sin and be like, well, we're saved, so it's okay. Yeah, I don't, but we, it's a battle that we fight. Yeah. And the important part is that we fight the battle mm-hmm. and we don't just let ourselves get, yeah. well, I'm saved, so I can say whatever I want, do whatever right. I want, still do all the same stuff I ever do. You got to fight against those things. There's a, there's a Jonathan Edwards, the old, his, the old uh, theologian, said, be killing sin or it'd be killing you. Yeah. So, you know, but it's an ongoing battle. Somebody asked Billy Graham one time when he was 90. So when do you stop, you know, having impure thoughts, or when do you, you know, stop sinning or thinking things you shouldn't think? And he was like, "I'll let you know." Yeah, you know, he, like, yeah, he wasn't there yet. You know, yeah. you can think about Billy Graham, but it, yeah. I, what I what I'm excited about, and this is the other thing that, that goes on out there uh, in Calhoun. We we do a program, or they do a program. It's called um, Celebrate Recovery. Mm-hmm. I saw it on the website. I looked it up when you mentioned the name. And so we go to CR, uh, and and again, people from all different walks of life are dealing with different things. Yeah. Uh, you have people that have a substance abuse addiction. You have people that have, uh, you know, depression, anxiety, anger was mine. Anger 
and uh, self-worth, grieving, that there's so many different afflictions that we all struggle from. And uh, the first time we went to CR, uh, which is Silver Recovery, first time we went there, they cook, they, I don't know who brings this food in. They have, they, they, they'll do a spread of food, like a meal. Yeah. And, and these people come, like, some people don't even attend the church. Sometimes I think we're feeding people that, that don't have any food. Which right. is, you know, that's yeah. what you do. The church is supposed to do. So, but we, we have this thing, they have a meal, and then after they have the meal, they do, uh, you go in and have a little service. But it's typically, there's a lesson, it's a, it's a lesson uh, plan. Or they have someone come up and give their testimony, uh, things like that are going on. And I, I get frustrated. Like I love my people. I do. Yeah. I do. If, if like, I, there's a reason that I'm friends with people. Like, and I stay friends with them because I love them. I mean, I really yeah. do. And so I try to invite people to come to come to CR or come to church. And then at, like, I, I'm like, hey, why don't they just come? Why don't they just come to church? If they knew what I knew, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, but I'm, but I'm gonna like, you know, so I used to always say, well, that, you know, if I go in there, I'm gonna catch on fire. If I go in there, I'm gonna do something, do that. Right. I know they feel the same way that I did. Yeah. You know, but I, I know the people that, that, you know, on a personal level. Excuse me, uh, tacos. <laughs> people, I know people are going through the same struggles that I go through, and I know that. I always consider myself a pretty strong person mentally. Sure. Right? Just strong is or stubborn. We just go right. It. And I think if they could just come and get a little bit of a taste of what I got, and they could start seeing that they don't have to do all this stuff by themselves anymore, if they could just like, and it sounds crazy, just you know, people say, "Give it all to God," and I'm like, "What does that mean? Yeah, Here's my power bill. Help me out. It's three hundred dollars this month." Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, really, you, 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 that's what you got to do. Yeah. You got to leave, check your ego at the door, check your pride at the door, because at the end of the day, none of that stuff is, it, it carries no weight. Right. None of it carries, it well, carries no weight. You don't want to change anything worried about it and carrying that burden around with you. It's not going to make things any better. You know, and it's easy on our end of things yeah. now to yeah. be like, hey, give it to God. Yeah. But then you think about, like you said, where you, you thought the same thing when you were in their shoes. Yeah. Like, oh, what does that mean? How do I do that? It's tough. It's not an easy thing for us to do because I will fix it. Mm-hmm. I can do it. Right. Yeah. I, I, I got it all figured out. And if I tell somebody that I need help, well, then I'm weak and there's something wrong with me. That's and such a giant misconception. Yeah. And you're so right. I mean, guys think that going to church, it makes you weak. Dude, yeah. No, man. That's a, I spent time with some guys up there on that mountain that go rescue kids out of uh, sex trafficking situations. Wow. And I'm going to tell you right now, there ain't nothing weak about them. No! You guys kicking down doors. And, and, yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's wow. the, yeah, so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, ex-military guys are in this, in this organization as well. Um, it, it, it's, I mean, dude, it's, it's a, it's a, it was a life-changing a couple of weeks for me, it changed my entire life from, the, from Easter Sunday to me going to Trade Diaz coming on. Um, I just want people to know if you take anything away from this podcast and what I've got to say, um, you haven't done anything that's not unforgivable. Mm-hmm. You haven't done anything that you're that you don't deserve God's grace, God's mercy, and God's love. 
there's nothing there's nothing that you that you've done uh, that it can't you can't be redeemed for and you you just have to like I said in a post I did a while back God's hands always reaching out for you it's always there it doesn't matter where you are it's always there reaching for you all you gotta do is reach up and take it you just gotta reach up and take it and you gotta believe it and be yeah. obedient even when it sounds crazy yeah you gotta yeah. be obedient well we've all been there though and thought well I, I there ain't God ain't got enough love for me because I've done trust me whatever yeah yeah, yeah. but it's uh, there ain't nothing there ain't nothing weak about following Jesus mm-hmm. maybe the, some of the toughest people I've ever met in my life I mean you look at, at Jesus himself and what he what he did, what he went through, and then you look at his disciples, and of course, you know we know what happened to Judas, and then there was one other one that got to die of old age. Mm-hmm. The rest of them got boiled in oil yeah, and hung on crosses. Yeah. yeah, you. I've said this before, like, and it, and it sounds so simple. It, the plan is so simple, um, but it's the hardest thing to do. It is the hardest thing to do, and yeah. and I always say. Regardless of what denomination you are, regardless of how big your church is, how small your church is, how many people's in your congregation, to you know, if you're not listening, it's more about the message that's being brought to you. It's not about the man giving you the message. Oh man! So that that is one thing that's huge for me that I that I that I, that weighs heavy in me. And then the other thing too is, if we live every day like Jesus taught. This, we wouldn't have any, there would be zero issues in the world. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. It is that easy to follow the teachings of Jesus. Yeah. It's that easy, but it is the hardest thing in the world to simple, do. Right? Simple, right? Yeah. Simple, but seen as impossible. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, if you just love your neighbor. Yeah. You know, whatever it means in that moment yeah. to love your neighbor. And me saying that too, you know, and I, and I say, you know, we're, we're not. We're not even done anything that's not redeemable. Or I struggle with 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 uh, with I just say it, pedophiles. I struggle with uh, people that hurt children. I hurt, I struggle with anybody that that would hurt that would hurt a child. I mean, yeah. I struggle with that. And I know that uh, I was told that you have to pray for them. And I was like, well, can we pray for them? Like. I pray that you died as we drag them out of the truck. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I pray this lasts a long time. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's that's one of my struggles. Like that's one of the things that's hard for me to swallow. And I know, I don't know if I can ever do it. I really don't. I really don't know if I can ever be okay with 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 embracing somebody that hurts children. Well, you shouldn't be okay without a rear naked choke embrace. Right? Yeah. No, you shouldn't be okay with with it's, that act. Sure. Right. Sure. And you shouldn't be okay with that person while they're doing it. Right. I don't think God wants us to sit by and watch either. innocence. Yeah. You know, be. I'm, I'm a table flipping Jesus. Yeah. That's right. what I want to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's not. I mean, God didn't want us to just sit back and be like, "Well, I, I don't get." I don't think that that's what He wants us to do. Yeah. 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 I mean, sometimes, you know, sometimes... Well, I mean, you, you look at Mosaic Law, and they pretty much all ended up with, and then they took him out back and stoned him. Yeah. You know, like, oh, okay. So, like, there's... God has that side. There's wrath, and there's sure. vengeance for God. Yeah. Um, that's the hard part, though, is that he says it belongs to him. Yeah. I wish it would belong to me just yeah. one time. Yeah, you know? yeah. 
So that's that's tough to get by, but you have to pray for these people, and that's hard because yeah. you just want them to fall off a cliff and yeah. be gone. And, yeah, like Wally Coyote. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, as bad as what those things are, as, as, as heinous as it is to abuse a child, what a victory for the kingdom should that person repent. Yeah. You know, when you look at Paul, and, and he's going, you know, I'm talking about all these sinners, mm-hmm. of which I am chief. I'm mm-hmm. the worst of all sinners. And then we see what God did through Paul. You know, that Paul in the Bible, we mentioned Stephen a minute ago. The first time we see Paul in the Bible, he's holding everybody's coat so they can stone Stephen. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's in on it. He's yeah. going to persecute Christians as he gets struck down the road to Damascus. Yeah. So there's there's redemption for the worst people. Mm-hmm. And we gotta pray for them. Yeah, it's so hard. Man. Man. It is. It is. It is. Even if we don't like it, yeah, you know, that's tough. Yeah, but it's what God wants us to do. Yeah, not that He didn't want us to stop them from doing it. Sure. Things. And sometimes that's a two by four to the face or, or whatever you know in the moment. You yeah. know, <laughs> car tires, right? Or whatever <laughs> it takes. Yeah. But I, but I really do. Like I, I appreciate you letting me come on here and talk to you. I, and I was glad that you reached out to me too. Yeah. And you know, you know. Uh, me and Jason Hamilton are like really good friends yeah. on the I, I absolutely love watching the things that's happening in his life right now too. That's like, my next question. Information is there. Oh yeah. So I, I, I'm excited. He actually asked, uh, invited us to come to to watch him be baptized. Yeah, so, baptized yeah. so we'll be there. Tell him absolutely. I wouldn't miss it. Uh, but uh, man, I, I'm really I'm looking forward to the things that seeing the things that he's doing in Jason's life. I'm looking forward to the things that he's going to do in, in my life. And, and I may not ever be the guy that has a church. I may not ever be the guy that doesn't, but I want to be the, if i got to be a middleman to help you get to where you need to get to, so we all can walk home together at the end of the day, yeah. that's, 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 I'm, I'm more than happy. Well, we I'm talk about the, the body of Christ, right? And what does that mean when we think about the body of Christ? Well, we're the hands and feet of Jesus. Well, mm-hmm. somebody's the elbow. Yeah. You know, somebody's the kneecap. Yeah. You know, we, it's, it, you, you find your role Whatever the body is, it ain't for everybody to stand up in front of a church and preach. Right. That absolutely mortifies some that's, people. That's tough. Right? It's, it's easy it's to sit and talk into this microphone. <laughs> and just mean, yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. But So that's not for everybody. But maybe it's for you to do some kind of mission work or yeah. feed hungry people or whatever. Yeah. It's all ministry, whether it's preaching or not. Right. Now, we got to be able to share the gospel and give account all those things. But sure. not everybody's going to be a pastor. Yeah. And two years ago, I would have said, I'm not going to be a pastor either. But then it's about time we started this church. Yeah. So, you know, so you never know what God's going to do with you. But if he even told me a year ago, me and you man, sitting here having this conversation, that we're ah. talking, I would have said, man, you are crazy. Ain't no way. What, what, is, <laughs> what has happened? Yeah. You got choked too hard in class. Oh, man. Your oxygen levels are off. <laughs> we were talking about that. <laughs> right, I was at Scrum right now. Yeah. Here, and we were talking about it. Seeing the aliens, you know, when it gets to that point, and it's the best two-second nap you ever take. It in your is. Life. It really it is. is, man. That's that's some sound sleep. Yeah. But but you know, we're talking about Jason. What what is that? I mean, how's that mean? What's that meant to you to watch him? Because he kind of went through this before you did. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. was was that on your mind at all when you started getting into this Jesus business that you were seeing this guy go through this transformation? I was watching. I was watching what he did, and like, I, and I know he's he's been going through some really hard stuff. Like yeah, he, he, it's like a lot of hard stuff. Um, and I think he reached a point in his life too where he he had to he had to realize that I can't do this by myself anymore. Yeah, like I, I I never was doing. 
when I thought I had it all together, that's when I was my biggest mess. Yeah. Honest to God, it was my biggest mess. And so, if I, if I could tell you that, you know, that didn't maybe open my eyes up a little bit bright, wider to yeah. some things that I was dealing with and not dealing with them correctly, uh, I'd be lying to you. you know? Yeah. I've been watching, watching him. Like, uh, it's been something else. It's been powerful. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That, and I asked that to get around to this point to say that you never know who's watching you. Right. You know, because I, I don't know how many messages I've had from people going, hey, listen to the podcast you did with Jason. Or I've seen Jason do X, Y, and Z over the yeah. last few months. Like, what does that mean? What is this Jesus thing? Like, is it, yeah. if it's real for him, maybe it can be yeah. real for me too. So you never know who's watching mm-hmm. you and thinking those same yeah. things. So, you know, there's plenty of people waiting on you to stumble, yeah. too, and go, see, he's oh, exactly right. Yeah. Well, I have, a, I have a coffee mug. If you, ever, if you ever come over to the studio, which you, you can anytime, we can talk about whatever. All right. But my coffee mug I have says, Tears My Enemies. Ah. And I've been hydrated <laughs> off that mug uh, yeah. for years and years and yeah. years. Uh, I know that they're out there, man. I know, like, I'd, I'd be even lying if I said if I didn't have family waiting for me to fall. Oh, sure. They're yeah. all waiting. Yeah. There, there's a look you lose there waiting for me to, waiting for me to slip up. Right. Or, or, or uh, you know, be like, oh, I knew it, you know, this, that, and the other. But, uh, man, they don't matter. Hmm. None, of that, none of that matters. No, like, they can't get saved for you. They no. can't take it away from you. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. But I, but I talked to Jason the day, actually the day I talked to him. Mm-hmm. I, I told him I loved him and I was proud of him. And I, I and I, I most definitely will be there. You know that day's important. Yeah. My day's coming up too. We, we, I'm on the schedule, so we okay. We haven't uh, come up with a date yet. So, but, uh, but no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for him. And yeah. I'm excited for the things that is going to be coming. You know, to him and his family in the future. Yeah, it's it's it. We from we're man. I'm telling you, right? <laughs> you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have put me and him in the same room no. and told us, hey, you're gonna be doing this and you're gonna be doing this. Right? We'd have been like, nope, no way. Not me, buddy. Yeah, sorry. But you know, you both had similar stories. At one point, you both got turned off by church. I yeah, something for sure. Been. And it's you know, but God directs our steps. Yeah, right. And sometimes it. You know, you go around, you know, the end of the round, or over around the elbow, to get back to the end, whatever. Yeah. But, but you get there because yeah. it's his plan. Yeah. My only regret that I have is not being, uh, not having that in an earlier age of my life. That I feel like I give my kids, like, you know, like and I, I don't want to say this to sound bad, or like, you know, like I'm like, but like dogging on my parents, but they didn't make me go to church, so I didn't know what it was about. Right. I didn't. I mean, I didn't care. It wasn't important to me. Yeah. And it. So now I feel like I'm, I'm carrying a burden, a little bit of a weight that I didn't introduce my kids right to church. And are they going to still carry those hang-ups and those those things that I carried with? And, and is it going to take you to your 48, almost 49 years old before you say, you know, get your head out of your butt and, yeah. and, and pay yeah. attention? God talked to me my whole life, man. I just wasn't listening to him. Right. I didn't want to hear nothing he had to say. Yeah. Boy, I mean, he's always there. Yeah. Whether we like it or not, yeah. and at whatever point in our life, we go, well, I don't, I don't need that. And, but you hear it, and it's undeniable. Mm-hmm. You know, Romans 1 talks about everything that can be known about God is known. Like mm-hmm. people know. Yeah. Even people that are like, well, I don't believe anything yeah. at all. They know. One of the coolest things about, uh, about Ricky at our church, I actually had lunch with him today. Uh, 
he was an atheist. Mm. He did not believe in God. Yeah. And he learned the Bible just so he could so he could drink a bottle. Yeah, yeah. In a Christian conversation. Mm. And he said, You know what happened? He said, I read the Bible and I started believing in Jesus. <laughs> and he's like, and man, he's got a story in it. We're actually gonna do a podcast together pretty soon and give his he's gonna give his testimony and like, man, you it's like I said, there ain't nothing nothing that you can do that you're not that's not redeemable. Yeah. Like you yeah. Man, I know so many people feel like they they have no business or no place or they're unworthy of yeah. going into the house of God. Uh, you ain't gotta go to a church. No. He's always listening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well that's what everybody thinks. Let's go to church. I gotta get my friend to church and get them saved. Mm-hmm. Well that's my work. Church right. is not for lost people. The lost people come to church and find it. Sure, it works yeah. out sometimes, but we're supposed to become who we're supposed to be as believers at church, and then take the message out, meet right. them where they are, and you know. And then you can't be you can't be a clock punching Jesus believer. Right? Yeah. 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 So I'm saying, yeah. Wednesday, yeah. check off the box. Yeah, I did yeah, what yeah. I had to do. Yeah. yeah. No, it's got to go outside the walls too. Yeah. Eventually, it does, and then you see people. Like yourself, and you got invited by somebody who went to church. You know, and it, it going to church was ultimately what worked out for you. Yeah, um, but it ain't that way for everybody, right? And I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, and say that I still won't have things pop up, or there's going to be issues. Like I know those trials and tribulations are there, but now I know that I'm not doing it by myself anymore. Hey, there you go. Yeah. I got somebody way bigger, smarter, yeah, and. Uh, uh, more able and capable than I am. hundred percent. For lean on, so. Absolutely. Man, where are we at on time, Tango? An hour. An hour. Okay, I was, I was feeling an hour. I thought we were about there. Yeah. <laughs> man, I think that is a pretty solid place to wrap up. Yeah, well, man, I again, I can't thank you enough for letting me come in. Thank you for and, being and here. And talk to you about it, and uh, I hope that people listen to this. Uh, just, man, Especially you guys out there, like my main thing is you guys out there, if you're struggling with, with, with self-worth, if you're yeah. struggling with a job that you're working and it's not paying the bills, if you're struggling with you know, providing and things like that, you go plug in, plug in somewhere. Uh, not every church is for you, but there's one somewhere, somewhere. that you're going to get fed. Yeah. And plug into your people too. Don't be, don't, don't hide your feelings. Yeah. Talk to your people, and uh, you just gotta get plugged into Jesus. Man, that's good that's stuff. What it's at, so. It is. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. God bless you guys. We love you. See you next time. Thank you for watching Burnham Podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.